Companies don't want to waste their resources. So where can they spend their resources in order to reach the people that are most likely to be interested in their product? Because if you try and come up with a message that appeals to everybody, your message will appeal to no one. Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. So if this is your first time tuning in, I just want to welcome you to the Kelly family and just encourage you to reach out for any help. Maybe you're a leader who's struggling to, to know what to do uh, in your current market, in your current organizational situation, or you're just looking for some advice from a faculty and you would like to pick their brain, or maybe you know of a great individual who would make an awesome guest for our show, send us an email to ROIPod. That's R-O-I-P-O-D at I-U-P-U-I dot E-D-U. Well, just like in sports and just like no matter whether you're in the professional level, maybe you're, you know, in the beer league on the weekends with your buddies, you know, at some point in time, it's always good to kind of get back to the basics and get back to uh, some of the fundamentals and then we can kind of grow and advance. And that's, I think, what we're going to do today. We are uh, going to dive into some of the fundamentals of business marketing and No better way and no better person to talk to than Kelly's own professor of marketing, Kim Donahue. She's been on our podcast before, and it's such an honor to have you back. Kim, welcome back to the ROI podcast. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. So you're a sports fan as well. So I think this will be, you know, something fun to to explore and kind of, you know, getting back to the basics of business and specifically within marketing, you know, that the whole idea of understanding your target market, you know, because there's a lot of organizations out there still that are major brands or, you know, major companies, even starting out that believe that they're kind of have this product that's just for everybody. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. We just, it's, it's for everyone. So I'd love to kind of explore um, some of that with you so we can really understand your target market so that you can garner way more success for a lot less work in trying to reach your audience. So first off, you know, let's start out kind of from, from the perspective of what is a target market and how should we begin to approach defining our target market for our various industries? Companies don't want to waste their resources. They don't want to waste their time. They don't want to waste their access. They don't want to waste their money, of course. So where can they spend their resources, all of the different types, in order to reach the people that are most likely to be interested in their product? And that is the goal of target marketing. It's finding the group of people that you could target with your promotions, with your product design, with your distribution strategies and your pricing, everything is designed around that group of people and trying to satisfy them. This, I don't want to say insurers because there's no guarantee, but this decision helps you become more successful, helps you move towards your goal. But choosing that target market is very, very tricky. And I'm probably going to offend some of your listeners. So sorry, I'm not apologizing for that. Let's just move on. Um, Most organizations 
especially entrepreneurs that are starting out, are really lazy when it comes to this. And they either say we have a product that everybody would like, as you mentioned before, or they only use demographics. And I'd like to address both those points. The first one saying we have a product that everybody would like, so there's no need to target. I, I want you to take a step backwards from that thought. Okay, if everybody wants your product, everybody would like it, and maybe that's the case, how are you gonna convey a message to them? What are you gonna say and how are you gonna say it? Where are you gonna put this message to reach people? Because if you try and come up with a message that appeals to everybody, your message will appeal to no one. So starting out with your target market helps you zone in on the ones where you can be competitive and be successful. And then you can increase your target markets. You can have multiple target markets. The second point that I mentioned is dealing with demographics. And demographics are important. There's statistics that describe people. We do it all the time. We talk about people in certain age ranges or certain generations or certain income levels. But let me give you an example. In your head, if you're listening right now, just imagine, I don't care what product it is, but I want you to think about how you would promote it to a woman who is, lives in suburbia, is over 50. Okay, you got an idea in mind? Now, instead, same product, how would you promote it to somebody who is an adventure lover, who loves sports, who is always looking for surprises and likes the unusual? Are those two ways of promoting the same? And my guess is no. But you know what? Both of those described me. Which one will I react to most favorably? It'll be the second one that describes who I am in terms of my lifestyle, my choices, what's important to me. That's what I'm going to respond to. If you just look at people's ages and income levels and where they live, you're just making stereotypes. And no matter how much our society today say those are wrong, that's all we do is put people into categories and labels. And as soon as you do that, you're going to lose your effectiveness. You know, for organizations that are maybe just starting out in that entry level phase or really working hard to get a customer base, maybe they're still trying to wrestle with, you know, their product and, and how it can be fully reached to a specific group of people or a specific individual. You know, how do you guide organizational leaders um, in, in finding their product? their product match with the ideal customer? You know, how do you begin to bridge that gap? I think you just hit on real important technology, ideal customer. And we call that a persona. And a persona is a description of what the ideal customer would look like. And there's a lot of market research resources that are out there. Some of them are more expensive than others. Um, anything from the Simmons data bank to using uh, just published material. But they look at the people who use this product. What's most important to them? What do they do? What are their hobbies? What cars do they drive? You can kind of design an idea of who this individual is. Give this person a name and 
design your strategy around that individual. It's a hypothetical. It sounds silly. People feel very uncomfortable doing it. But using that persona is extremely important and it helps you make better decisions because you're making it for someone, not just a thing that's out there. At some point, you know, you do build enough of a customer base where you get actual people buying your product and actual feedback. You know, talk about how to make that transition then from your, you know, imaginary ideal customer that you've kind of created to at the beginning but then how do you start to reach that market? How do you start communicating with, you know, your actual customer base as your brand grows or what, what successful tactics, you know, that you can get some good understanding of who you're actually selling to? First of all, I want to differentiate between target market and persona and a customer because you have different strategies. Your customers are people who have bought your product. And so you will have strategies to retain those customers, to find out what they like and what they don't like and what you need to do to keep them loyal and get their referrals, et cetera. That's customer service. And that's one part. But the target market is not your customers. Your target market are are the ones that you're aiming towards, that you're looking to get, their prospective customers. And hopefully most of your customers come from that, that group, but they are two different. So the target market is more forward looking where managing your customer base is a current strategy that you have to have separate. So that I think addresses one of your issues. Determining the correct strategy to reach them. uh, If I had an easy answer for that, I would be retired and on the beaches of Jamaica right now. Everybody wants to go to social media and that's the first thing. And the the impact of social media and the impact of digital cannot be denied, but it needs to be targeted within those ranges. And that's where you come back to that target market. For example, if you go and do a social media ad, you can buy that ad and have it targeted towards certain age groups. Well, what did I just go through? You can do that and it will be kind of effective, but you can also target it towards people who have shown an interest in specific activities or specific clubs or specific celebrities or whatever it happens to be. And you start honing in on their interests and that's where you can really get them. If you just look at their ages, you're going to be very limited as to to your impact that you're going to have. So kind of talk about how some companies might get themselves in trouble when, you know, maybe they try to go into new territory, but expecting, you know, their current market or their current customers to buy into a service that maybe not interests them or maybe has little value to them, but an organization just saying, well, I mean, they're buying from us now, so why would they not? I think that is a very common mistake businesses will give lip service to the idea that we know we have to keep our customers happy and we have to keep growing and we have to keep growing. But if they are successful right now, if they're doing fine, then they tend to think that we can just keep doing the same with minor tweaks. But your competition is going to come out with something better or people are going to get tired of what you have. 
And so you do need to look for ways to grow. If you just focus on your same target market and getting customers out of that, um, you might increase your market share, but it's not a long-term uh, solution. So moving into a different target market or just trying to adapt because it changes is um, important. One way of looking at this that may use terminology a little different than what you're used to hearing is that companies need to plan for succession planning. And we usually hear that succession planning in terms of leadership, but it's also true in terms of their customer base. Their customer base, whatever product they're selling, they're gonna age out of it at some point. Who's next? What's gonna come next? And there has to be a plan to do that. And it's not easy because you have to keep your current customer satisfied. You have to make sure they don't feel like they're being left behind or alienated in some way. Yet to your new target market, you have to present something fresh. And again, that Jamaica beach thing here, if I had an easy way of doing this, um, that's where I would be. But it is, it's a constant struggle for marketers. How does, you know, an organization start finding the interest, like their product? I mean, for example, you know, you have a, a shoe brand, for instance, that uh, might only really cater to uh, basketball fans, maybe people who are really interested in certain certain genres of music. But how do you begin to pinpoint, well, this this kind of fits this interest because it's a shoe. I mean, a shoe has no interest. A shoe doesn't um, say, hey, I'm for this, it's almost the interest is built around that specific design or that specific service or, you know, whatever it is. So how do you start kind of opening your ears to finding out how does my product fit with X, Y, and Z interest? You don't always have to start from scratch on that. There are a lot of resources, databases, and also research companies that that's what they do. They look for that. So you can hire somebody who can buy information they already have. It, it's not always cheap. And it can be like, sometimes it's worth it. And sometimes it can be very reasonable. What most research is doing now is trying to attach emotions to products. So for example, you're talking about shoes. I could start asking you a lot of questions. What, what shoes do you have on? And you'd tell me, and I'd say, why? And you say, well, they were cheap and or I like the way they look. And I say, okay, but why? And I keep unpeeling the onion, so to speak, go through all those layers. And it makes people very uncomfortable because we don't analyze things we do that way. But what you get to is almost every purchase has an emotional tie. And it comes from, I think it's the limbic part of your brain. You buy things because of how you connect with it, the emotional level. No matter how much we try to say it was a logical decision, most of the time there's a huge emotional component. And so creative research is used to develop, to, to look at what emotions are associated with this product. And that tells you how you have to reach out to your customers just telling them we look this way or we cost this much or you can run faster in our shoes, they'll go, oh, that's nice. But when they feel that emotional connection, that's when you're going to be more successful as long as your product backs up what it says it does as well. 
thinking through the lens of an organizational leader who may not have a background in marketing, may not have a background in um, understanding how to build a brand or, you know, grow this, you know, how can organizational leaders and those that are, you know, maybe, or even leading teams with no marketing experience begin to um, come into a marketing department and start asking uh, questions to understand all the topics we've covered, but also how do they, you know, what's like the frequency, you know, should this be, you know, an an every month thing, an every quarter thing where they're checking in to understand who are we reaching and where are we going next like to, to find our target market? The overall question that you just asked should really be part of the strategic planning process. And almost every organization should go through that once a year. The marketing department should evaluate it on a continuous basis because the marketing department is looking for trends and they're looking for things that are changing in competition and, and that kind of thing so they can make immediate adjustments. To, but in terms of overall strategy, that should be part of the strategic planning process of the organization. And that's where marketing's input will be used to do that. For new People who are entrepreneurs or new to the business world, the biggest mistake I think they make is not knowing that marketing is more than promotion. Most people use the term marketing and promotion to mean the same thing, and they're not. Uh, Marketing's main part is research and understanding that target market and using that to make the decisions that lead to effective promotions, that lead to um, effective product design, that lead to other decisions. But if you don't understand the research and if you're not willing to invest in that research, then you're just gonna be doing the same thing as a lot of other people and, and it's not gonna stand out. And finally, this is a long journey. You know, We're not gonna solve this issue uh, overnight. And it's something that's going to take uh, time to continue to invest into who your target market is. But what is one actionable step an organizational leader can take as soon as this episode is over? A particular step that a leader could do is to go into the marketing department or talk with the marketing people and say, I want to know who our persona is. I want the persona to have a name. I want to understand who they are, their background, their demographics, but also their lifestyle and what's important to them. And hopefully the marketing department already has one, but they now need to develop it. And the leader needs to look at that persona once they see it and say, does this persona just look like everybody in the marketing department? Because sometimes that can be a, a fatal error where you assume I like the product, so they're going to be just like me. And so you want to kind of challenge them on it and say, did you do the research? Who uses this product? How they use it? What's important to them? Once you can get that person and you name them whatever you want, name them Bozo. I hope there's no copyright infringement there. Um, at, At your different meetings, what would Bozo say? Bozo, what do you think? I mean, Talk like they're a real part of your group. And the more you do that, the more you'll be able to get out of your own head, your own preconceived ideas, and start to look at it through the target market's eyes. And I want to add one more real fast about entrepreneurs. You know, how can entrepreneurs begin to discover their target market? For a new entrepreneur or somebody starting their a new business, 
they usually assume their target market is like themselves. And that's not totally unreasonable in that first assumption. What I typically see is that they then will design a website and that website will be for everybody. And they just lost what they already knew. So at least start with what you know, start with some target market and work on developing that and work on getting that and then expand into additional target markets if it's appropriate. But trying, just like we said at the very beginning of this discussion, trying to be everything to everybody is not a good decision unless you're a big company and can devote the resources to doing that. It's not the way to start. Again, Kim Donahue, Senior Lecturer of Marketing here at the Kelly School of Business. Always a pleasure to have you back on the show and being a part of our Back to Basics uh, little series. We just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day just to help us and help our organizations grow. This has been another episode of the ROI Podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week.